I think I need to drink more. I'm just not right now. You mean to remember things? Maybe. Are you still recovering from yesterday? No, I just, I just, except for yesterday, I just haven't been in the mood to drink. I got these six bottles of wine from the wine club just <laughs> taking up residence in my refrigerator. They came. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajiba Comedy Editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba Managing, managing Editor Tori Preston. Hi, Manning. Manning Editor. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Doc Hollywood himself, Dustin Rolls. <laughs> I rewatched Doc Hollywood tonight because they were people were talking about it on Slack today, and I decided to show it to the girls, uh, and it mostly holds up. Mm-hmm. It does take place in a, like a Mayberry-like town, which is quaint and lovely, but also a little confederate Yes. Yes. Are you saying that those towns don't exist? Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying maybe don't have them on your movies. Yeah. But otherwise, also, I didn't remember that Julie Warner gets completely naked in it. But oh. the g- girls were completely unfazed by that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that either. <laughs> uh, I have never seen the whole movie. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh. Well, you've seen portions of it on cable, right? I'm sure I've seen portions of it on cable. but How do you not watch to the end? It's yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just it's, it never, never happened. Should I put it in a list? No. Uh, I you should. It. Yes, you should. It's like, okay. and actually, I, so it's been a while since I watched it, but it occurs to me that it's essentially Sweet Home Alabama if it's told from Josh Lucas's character's point of view. Okay. Or yeah. like, yeah. From, so, kind of. Now I have to see Sweet Home Alabama. Oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> Jesus. What monster are you? I'm not a big Reese Witherspoon fan. Oh my God. <laughs> It's nothing against be. her. I'm just like I don't know. I've never, I don't like seek her out. I'm not like oh Reese Witherspoon rom com. But go. do you not like rom coms? I do like rom coms. Well, that's what Reese Witherspoon does. No, right, but no, I saw but... the trailer for Sweet Home Alabama, and I'm like, oh, I know the entire movie from this trailer. Oh my god, you know the that's <laughs> the case with all rom coms. That has nothing yes. to do with Reese. That's not the case with. Um... Yeah, name a rom. The only. Only unpredictable rom-com is... Definitely Maybe. Which I loved. So good. No, A Life Less Ordinary. Oh, that's Life Less Ordinary. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's... What, what do you mean, that's not... Come on. I mean... It's not The really whole... Or... The movie is about <laughs> them falling in love. Like, that's I the... Know. It's literally the thing that holds the universe together. Yes. Jeopardy, Jackson. <laughs> come on. I don't know why people love that movie so much, but, you know, whatever. Ugh. Ugh. Right. It's just bad take well, night, isn't now it? Now things are now now things are back on track because Tori and I are back on the same. Story. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. That imbalance uh, really kind of hurt me. I'll watch. Uh, I'll watch those movies. Someday. Okay. Um, but uh, it's not a movie podcast. It's a TV podcast where we talk about things like what we're drinking. <laughs> so, 
Let's start there. Dustin, are you are you drinking or are you? I'm not. Yeah. I'm I'm still drinking soda. I'm, okay, but you have brand new wine from your wine club. Yes. Because you tried to cancel, but only suspended I, your exactly. service for a couple of months. Yeah. I could not bring myself to fully cancel. So, do you think you will reattempt the cancellation, or are you just or have well, you given up, or is this is this your your six bottle wine a month life? <laughs> uh, well, I I got these six bottles, and then uh, for the next one, I uh, asked them to delay it a month. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so in two months, you'll have more wine yeah. that you don't want. But yeah. Dustin, <laughs> you keep having to have these conversations. What is it that's holding, preventing you from just saying, "I I would like to cancel"? I don't know. I I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. This oh this god. makes me think now that there is. <laughs> There is a million dollars to be made to run a service where you cancel things for other people, but your service is a subscription service. So, Dustin, if you paid me five bucks a month, I will cancel things for you anytime, but then you will never cancel on me because right. you, you can't Because you'll refuse the service. Yeah. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, honestly, that sounds like the sort of scheme that producer Seth would be really mm. good at establishing. Yeah. Well, this is only counts when you like have to talk to somebody, which is why I've had a gym membership for I don't know seven years. <laughs> oh yeah, I will I will call your gym and cancel yeah. on your behalf for a reasonable monthly fee. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing: if it's just the idea of talking to someone, you're talking to them more. Right. <laughs> you keep talking to them to delay. But I can't. I just I don't know. It just feels... Okay. How about this? How many times in your past did you have to, did you initiate a breakup? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm the person that tries to find ways to get them to break up with me, which I think is probably worse. Yeah, you try to, you, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I sympathize with that. I totally get it. Um, but okay, so you, I don't, I, you know, I, I do remember one breakup that finally took after like six times, six times of you trying to get them to break up with you or six times of you trying to break up and it not sticking. Yes. Because it was like, I wouldn't fully do the breakup. I'd sort of like keep hope alive when I didn't want to. And it just lingered and lingered and lingered until I, Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got talked out of a breakup one time. Well, that's. I like I I was like, I would like to break up and here are my reasons. And, you know, and then the the partner was like, oh, no. And like, you know, let's try a little longer. And I was like, "Okay, all right. Like he talked me out of it. And then two weeks later, he broke up with me, citing the exact same reasons. And I realized he just didn't want to be dumped because Mm. when he told our friends that we broke up, he could say he dumped me. Yeah. Which honestly made it much easier to get over. Um, but still, that was two weeks that I lost. <laughs> yeah, that's two two weeks wasted. Two weeks wasted. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was really, it was the fact that he had the exact same reasons. I was like, you just took notes when I did this <laughs> the first time. <laughs> that anyway. kind of like encompasses everything, like everything in like... 
mansplaining's not even like the right term, but it's like he took your 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 position and made it his own. But then <laughs> and also, me out of but it. but also he had to be the one to like win or to like be the be yeah. the man or whatever. I don't know. It's, yeah, that's kind of that's. Oh, that's he like took he took amazing. credit for my work. Yeah, like I did it first. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I'm a pushover and Dustin is, I don't know. I, I did have, <laughs> you know, in high school, you would like get your friend to call and break up for you. Nobody ever did that. They did. Cause I did. <laughs> Dustin, what? what? Oh my God. I had it happen to me too. So it wasn't like foreign. That's just what you did. You so this must be the generation gap between Dustin and Dan and I, cause nobody I know did that. Really? Yeah, when I've I was never, in high school. I've never, I don't even think, I don't think I've heard of that. I've never heard of that. I mean, I've, huh. like. Yeah, I, as far as like people I know. Put it that right. Way. But that was like a thing when you were in school. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. But it, I mean, it's better than getting broken up to over text, I guess. No, text is fine. I've been broken up with over text, and it, I don't have a problem with it. Oh, no, it's great. Dan, it's, it's, very, not, it's not no, fine. No, because it's direct, and it's, it's just, clean. you can't, there's no, there's no room for nuance. You have to say, like, this is over, and whatever your reasons are, or not. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's in writing. It's great. Yeah, that's I true. I don't have to interpret. That's true. Hmm. Also, yeah, sometimes in person, it's just, uh, yeah, I do think the text breakup gets a bad rap, and it, it's yeah. not really deserved. Like, I mean, I think that there are, I think that you could say that if the relationship has gone on for a certain point, that then it's like, yeah, that's not, it's too impersonal for, for that. But I mean, like, if you're if it's, living together, you yeah, can't just right. <laughs> be out with text. You're living together, you just get a text from the other room. Um, um, I would, I, I would, I, I, I can't. I can't pretend to say that that would be fine, but I would kind of respect it and be like, I, this is, how dare you, but also, but <laughs> kudos. Um, You're at work and you get a text like, um, I'm staying with my sister. You need to get your, like, I want to break up, pack your things and be out by tomorrow. <laughs> it's in writing, Dan. It's in writing. <laughs> uh, yeah. That would, that would be terrible. That would be terrible. Um, one all right, well, look, have... all I'm saying is that sometimes, sometimes it's okay. One time I had a roommate that I hated. Well, it, like he was my best friend, but I hated living with him, uh, and I and I didn't want to tell him. So, um, I was in law school, and I faked an eviction notice, and slipped it under the door so that he would find it, saying, uh, "You have too many people in your apartment, and if you don't get rid of them, then you're all getting kicked out." And so he had to leave. Because uh, otherwise, we would all get evicted. But you realize that you're saying this on producer Seth's podcast, so he's going to find out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I honestly, Dustin, I know we joke, but I admire the lengths that you will go to to avoid confrontation. That's very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And so he moved out and everything was fine. Yeah, yeah. And friendship, friendship remained intact. Well, for a couple of years. <laughs> Until he wanted to live together again? Well, then we started the site together. <laughs> and as you know, <laughs> I, I, well, <laughs> I have a different friend that I'm working on the site with now. 
touche. Yes. We're all friends that you work on the site with now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, oh man, wait, does that mean you're just going to eviction notice us someday? That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to get, we're going to get very official looking emails. <laughs> Texts. This is, this is a lawyer. <laughs> Uh, Tori, what are you drinking? Oh, oh, sh- yeah, we're doing that. We're still um, in that. <laughs> we're still in that. <laughs> it's going great, guys. Yeah. Um, so I, it's very, very hot, and I had to turn off all the fans because you know we're Podcast. recording. Um, and so I pulled out my ice shaving machine, and so I am drinking a. It's, it's essentially a lemon vodka slushy. Oh. Um, the, it's not the most effective ice shaving machine. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it was like a $25 Amazon purchase, but when you want a booze slushy, it does the trick. Okay. How does the ice come out? Like, is it like, is it more like crunchy, like little bits or does it no, get? No, but it, it's sort of like, um, it's very shaved, but the problem okay. is it just kind of forms a mound Mm-hmm. in like a bowl mm-hmm. um but as soon as you add liquid it starts melting so you have to have like a ton of it because it's gonna really dramatically like shrink right um uh, once li- liquid is added so right. um and it takes a while to like get it to grind enough so yeah because it's just like this little dinky machine i mean it works out but i wouldn't want to like throw a party <laughs> around this machine it's like if you have one or two people and you have time to stand there it's great um but yeah what are you drinking dan uh i'm drinking uh orion beer okinawan beer just because it's what i have and i was feeling lazy and um yeah that's it sounds delicious it's good (laughs) it's nice and it's it's warm here not not too warm, but warm enough that a good beer is is uh, hitting the spot. Um, no Kung Fu Corner this week uh, because there's still there was still no episode last week. Uh, there is no a new manifest. episode this coming Wednesday. No manifest and no manifest forever. Now Ever. it's, it's officially done. They're officially done. So are we celebrating or are we going to do some sort of uh, funeral type <laughs> remembrance? I, I I feel like we should contact the showrunner and find out what his plan was. Because now, now I'm legitimately curious. I, I have to know. <gasps> you could do an interview with him. Oh, he doesn't want me to interview him. Trust me about that. <laughs> I think I, you definitely need to reach out to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, we don't have to do it on the podcast. You could do it yeah. on the site. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want him on the podcast because then it would become very apparent that Dan and I have not watched the show. (laughs) (laughs) I watched three episodes in season one. I remember certain details of the show vividly from Dustin. (laughs) Mostly meth heads and... Noah's Ark. Well, right, yeah, and and Mm -hmm. Dark Lightning. (laughs) Yes. Which is real. I looked it up. Dark Lightning is a real thing. Well, so are apparently dark fish. Oh, well, or whatever. Okay. Wait, what are dark fish? I don't know. Um, no, didn't you see that this morning? It was on Slack. So uh, apparently there is, uh, is it, was it like, 
you know how they're like in in um in physics they talk about like how there's there's dark matter mm-hmm. and it's stuff that they can't quantify scientifically but they know it exists because of how it impacts other things that they can witness mm-hmm. so it's that sort of like it's called dark matter because you're trying to identify it based on an absence okay um so there's dark fish (laughs) so basically there is something like 65 to possibly more than 65 percent of the fish biomass in the ocean is undetectable um wow it's just but they know it's there because of the way it impacts other things in the ocean is this the Um, kind of thing where like they can't we can't see them because we can't see them because they're probably so they're probably so deep. They're probably, right. you know, incredibly prehistoric, like, you know, they're, but it's not just, it's not like there are a couple of weird old fish way down there. It's like right. the majority of fish matter <laughs> in the ocean is, is thus far undetectable to us hmm. beyond huh. the impacts. Right. Um, so I believe that is proof that Kaiju exist. Because that would make up an awful lot of the biomass. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're saying it's not it's not a bunch of small fish? It's, no, it's, it's, a, a, it's few. a few very large ones. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on board with that. I think, I think, uh, I think we should be exploring the oceans more. You know, James Cameron's got it right, and that's why everyone needs to go see Avatars two through five, <laughs> so that James Cameron can keep building submarines. You realize that's probably the reveal in Avatar two. He's like, I've found the dark fish. <laughs> Oh, that would be great. What if what if eventually the Avatar movie just becomes footage of that he's recorded in the dark deep, but like I wouldn't put it past him. I would I would watch that. I think yeah. I would watch that. Didn't we already kind of make that joke about how Avatar is never actually happening? He's just gotten the money and he's built a retirement community and is just funding all of his ocean. He just keeps saying, oh, no, the movies are definitely coming. <laughs> I feel like we did make that we, joke. I feel like and we talked about this. brings Kate Winslet in every once in a while and ha- like, has, has a tour of the place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, she's on set, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Shall we talk about television, I guess? Yeah, we should talk about television. Uh, that is yeah. technically the... Uh, the, the the primary subject of this of this uh, podcast. Oh, by the way, wait before we get into this week's shows, we haven't <laughs> have we decided on what we're gonna what we're gonna watch over the summer? Or I mean, we can also talk about it later. I just it just popped in my head. And... Are we gonna play on the podcast on the podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like the answer we always come back to is Love Monkey. And somebody keeps coming up with reasons why it can't be Love Monkey. I just don't know like, if we, we if anyone find will find it. So, okay. like the three of us could watch it because <laughs> nobody we can, can watch it. We us. can find it, but no one could could watch with us. I think is the problem. Okay, um, that's fair. Because otherwise, I would absolutely love to for it to be Love Monkey. I think uh, we just have a Reese Witherspoon marathon. Uh, so it's the one episode of Friends that she was on. <laughs> and what was it, Little Fires? Oh, yeah. Little, yeah, yeah. Little Fires. Yeah. Okay. Wait, uh, was she in... And the morning um, show. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Now we're actually getting to actual <laughs> No, TV. we don't have time to do this. We've got more seasons of Supernatural to watch. <laughs> mm. Um, mm. I No, I think, didn't we agree that we were going to find a, a very serious cartoon to make Dustin watch? We were going to make Dustin Damn watch it. a cartoon. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway. 
Sorry, yeah, I didn't we'll mean to out. distract us. We'll figure it out. Don't worry, though. That's coming for those of you who um, are interested. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to start with Evil, which Dustin loves. And, so uh, much. It's back. It's like one of my favorite shows on television, even though it's only in its second season, because Robert and Michelle King are geniuses, and they've taken this very compelling show, and they just... Where, where it felt like maybe they were going to write themselves into a little bit of a corner and they just upended the whole thing. So that, and oh my God, the act, the, um, what's that, Michael Emerson? Oh my God, he's so good in this. And just <laughs> completely wackadoo. Um, he's so good in everything. I know he is. And I, I don't think I ever appreciated that. I never watched Person of Interest. <gasps> maybe but, that's what we need to watch. So you can get some Michael Emerson. I would, I would love that because I've always wanted to. But isn't like four seasons? Well, yeah, we don't have to watch all. It's of it. five seasons. We can just do a, a season or less. We can, we can do what we want. It's fine. Go on. <laughs> he is wonderful. Yes. So um, all last season they were sort of like. Did you lose me? Um, Am I here? Cutting in and out. Can you hear us? Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So, uh, last <laughs> season, they, they were sort of an... Am I going out again? No. No, just keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> okay. It's all staying Last in. season, they were sort of... They were trying to investigate to find out if he was sort of like a demon or possessed by Satan. And, right. um And in the beginning of this season, he actually wants them to... Uh, give him an exorcism and now they're trying to prove that he's not a demon and he is doing all of these things to illustrate that he is and i don't know how to explain it except that it's just it's just bananas and he's so much fun but in the meantime the lead uh uh, uh Kristen bouchard is her character's name uh she may in fact be a demon herself and so i read your review of mm-hmm. the start of the second season and I went back because I had not finished the first season. I had gotten like nine or ten episodes in and it was like a third. So I, I was like, you know what? Let me finish up the first season. So I picked back up where I'd left off and I watched like two more episodes and watching it while thinking like, what if she's actually the demon? It's kind of it, yeah. it works like when you're rewatching the fir- when you're watching the first season. If you can, if you put that in your head, it kind of it kind of works. Hmm. Did you click on the link with the picture of the finger? I didn't want to put it into the post. I didn't. Okay, good. Because well, I want to. I want to see the sure. episode. I just sure. It was just a terrifying moment when uh, the girl is being when uh, Kristen's daughter is being. Her teeth, she has like vampire teeth and the dentist was trying to like shave it down or something and she just like bit her fucking finger off and my god it was horrifying oh. wow what was that I don't uh, know. don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't anything don't no it's fine everything's fine here um, nobody's I did, possessed by the devil I did not look up to see that maybe uh, it might be possible for us to watch Love Mo- Oh, they don't have all the episodes. Never mind. Um, <laughs> you were doing your homework. While I was doing my we're homework. Talking. Anyway, sorry. Um, 
you know, I just, I ha I can't emphasize enough how great the show is and how fun and out there, but also not Twin Peaksy out there. Not that kind oh, of... Okay, you don't need to just start <laughs> taking pot shots. I get it, I get it. Nobody's face is in a, in a right. doorknob or whatever. It actually makes sense, and you can appreciate it that way. <clears throat> look, <laughs> look, there's a lot of things that make sense and don't make sense and are still wonderful. So. Also, Mike Coulter doesn't wear a shirt a lot. In the second season? Well, in the first episode, he's like, he has to take his shirt off because he gets too hot and he's got like a, a wound. <laughs> I just, what's the plot reason? He got too hot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> he was running and yeah. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah, checks out. Are they still doing the will they, won't they? Um... Well, that's the thing, is like um, Michael Emerson's character is trying to, because uh, Mike Coulter is about to be ordained, and uh, he is trying, he's using this exorcism as an excuse to corrupt David by uh, pushing him and Kristen together for sexy times, which he calls yum yum. <laughs> I mean, oh. that's, that's what everyone calls it, don't they? I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. So definitely watch it, even if you have to subscribe to Paramount Plus. Which you will have to. Yes. It's and worth they're it. releasing it once a week, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So they're um, really getting you hooked in for the long haul. Well, the good fight starts on Thursday, so there's every reason to subscribe right now. Wow. There's, there's one to two reasons. They do have uh, the entire back catalog of Nathan for You, so that's a plus. That's that right. Is, and yeah. A new Mark Wahlberg movie? Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, um, yeah. The Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is reincarnated many times movie. Well, mm -hmm. and eventually they'll have uh, Picard with, with Q. Yes. Next year. <laughs> Next year. I still haven't finished the first season of Picard. Oh, really? I need to. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, Don't they have like yeah. seventeen Star Trek shows now. Oh my god! Yeah, they do have quite a few. <laughs> they have There's Discovery. They have the cartoon and then Lower Decks. Other, other things. Too much Star Trek. No such thing. Mm. It says the person who hasn't finished the first season of Picard. Well, exactly. There's always more for me to watch. <laughs> so I got a lot ahead of me. How many seasons of the other one with uh, uh, Sanuka Martin Green have you finished? I watched the first season. Uh -huh. How many seasons have there been? I don't know, two or three. <laughs> I was, I did want to go back to it because I heard that they brought back Michelle Yeoh. But I, I will say, like, the first season, because they kill her off in the first episode. Oh, I know. And then it pissed me off, so I kept watching for a while. And then I was like, I don't think I can stand it. And then, yeah, and then I found out that they, like, really brought her back. And I was like, well, now my interest is peaked again. I tried. As long as I could, I just didn't. Care. I like. I did like Picard. You yeah. know what else is getting really bad? I'm sorry, we're off track. Lysi's story is just a total it's, snooze fest. Uh, right? It's just, just and it, like, and I still get that feeling that nothing has happened, even though I'm like, she just got like the episode I just watched. She just got like cut with a with a pizza cutter. Like, it's not like nothing is happening on the show, but you every time I finish an episode, I'm just like, it just, it's all like. Want, you know memories hmm. right 
And then like something weird will happen in the present, but it, and then she's just like, I'm going to stare into a mirror and like think about the past again. I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> Interesting. Real boring. Yeah. I still, I'm, and I'm still going to watch it. Like I still want to know where it's all going, but I, it's like, you know how you're always saying that uh, Stephen King is not as good at endings? Mm-hmm. This, it just feels like he's, well, it's like, you know, the ending is the only thing that's going to matter. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to be satisfying, <laughs> but it's like the whole, the whole show is the ending. <laughs> it's like, there's no, there's, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't get the good part <laughs> like, before the dissatisfaction. A lot of my favorite Stephen King is like a fairly straightforward story that he writes himself into a corner and then has to use supernatural right. elements to pull himself out. And this is just the supernatural elements. The right. Whole, and she's like, oh, come on. Jesus Christ. And it's not and, like, I think uh, Julianne Moore is wonderful in it. Yes. I actually think she's doing really, really well. I love Clive Owen. Um, there's a lot of, and, and uh, what's his, Dane DeHaan? Oh man, he's the best part. He's Easily. so creepy. Like there's so much in the show that works, except the show. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what, if it's like the direction or the the music is like so really? overwhelming. Oh. <sighs> okay, I'm glad it's not, I'm not the only one. <laughs> okay. Sorry to get off of that on that. That wasn't planned. But at no, least it was that's... a television show. Yeah. That's right. It's uh, and I've definitely heard heard of it, and not seen it, so I'm very useful. But um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot us now to two shows that I have seen. So this is this is now my time because I think I'm the only one who's seen both of these. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> uh, two new shows which released uh, in the past week: uh, Physical on Apple TV and Kevin Can Fuck Himself on AMC. Um, we, we kind of decided to pair these together in part because besides being new, they're both, uh, they're both shows with a, uh, kind of like a, a, a central character where it's kind of like a, a housewife who is struggling with her place in the world and her, her husband, who's causing a lot of her problems, um, trying to find her way. And, uh, in, in the case of physical, it's Rose Byrne who is, uh, appears to be on her way to becoming a, uh, a, a fitness guru. And in Kevin Can Fuck Himself, it's uh, Annie Murphy, who uh, is, uh, looks like she might want to try to kill her husband so um, <laughs> to, to escape her, her personal hell. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting that they came out, that they happened to release at the same time. Um, because they're they're not at all similar. Um, they're dealing with very different things. Um, physical is much more like deep down. I think a lot of physical is about um, uh, eating disorders and like uh, with uh, Rose Byrne's character is bulimic. So oh. that that's a big part of like her her kind of like self loathing. And, and there's a there's a constant inner monologue where she's providing voiceover and talking about how much she hates herself and how she's terrible and fat and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's Rose Byrne. So it's like, she's, right. <laughs> she's real thin. Um, but, you know, so, so that's kind of the, that's a, a big part of it. Um, while she's, you know, trying to deal with her, her husband is, uh, it, who's played by uh, Rory Scovell. Uh, and he's, you know, he's a Rory Scovell character. So he's fucking up and <laughs> getting himself in trouble. Uh, and, uh, 
and and in Kevin can fuck himself, it's much more formalized uh, within the structure where it's the the setup of it is that uh, Annie Murphy's character is basically it, she is a sitcom housewife, and it even jumps between multicam sitcoms where she has like the schlubby overweight husband and the the goofy neighbors and the you know the father-in-law who is you know just kind of hangs around but anytime she's by herself it switches to like a like a drab single camera drama um and you know the, the tone shifts the visual shift uh and and it's it's about her kind of like finding um yeah try, try, i mean she doesn't it's not it's not so explicit in a way where it's like she's not like oh my god I'm in a TV show, but it's very yeah, much it's not like, self aware in that right, sense. right. But but it is the kind of like the realization that like if this were a real person, her life would be a nightmare, and she would want out um, in some way. So yeah, um, but there is also that. I mean, it's not quite the same as kind of the inner monologue of that sounds like Rose Byrne's character has. Mm-hmm. But there is this um, one of the driving forces for uh, Annie Murphy's character is that she keeps, she has these fantasies. She always has to have sort of this, this goal or like a hope in mind. Right. Um, and so in the beginning it's, she, she sees a house that she thinks they could afford in like a nicer neighborhood. They're in Worcester mass. Right. And uh, it's like a newer development. It's in their, what she thinks would be their price range if they have savings and stuff like that. And so she starts envisioning herself as like, a proper housewife and like pouring a, an ice cold beer for her husband who's wearing a suit. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's very ridiculous, but it's this image that she, it's like her happy place. She keeps right. going back to it. Like if I can just get to that, right. it'll be and a fresh start. All of a sudden she'll be happy and everything will be solved. Right. And it, um, it's a 1950s housewife somehow. Right. But it's, it's right. And so it all falls away, but it, you know, it also to that extent, it's, it's still kind of examining the sitcom tropes of, right. you know, like a lot of those sitcoms began with 1950s housewives involved. Right. Um, so it's funny her, like the throwback of that's, that's what she wanted. Um, and then, yeah, like the, the bottom falls out on that dream and she realizes it's not attainable. And so the dream that replaces it is uh, she has these fantasies of her freedom mm-hmm. if she kills her husband. And so, and so now that is the, the goal that she's aiming to achieve. Right. Um, but it is, it's very much that inner world, the, you know, not quite a monologue, but this, this inner vision that propels her through the story. Right. Right. It is weird that I like the, uh, the multicam part a little better, even though I hate Kevin. Oh, I've never hated a character so much. He's terrible. So bad. (laughs) But it's also pretty funny. It's a it's a good parody of those shows, right? Like they've actually done a pretty good job of making like you like if that were a show, you'd be like, oh yeah, I could see this being yeah. on network yeah. TV somewhere. I mean, it um, is absolutely just ripping every Kevin James sitcom a new one. <laughs> it, it is like the this combination of Kevin James and like Tim Allen or something. Like it's just every insufferable husband. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, looking at the wife that would. Because I think that's also, like, her character is not perfect. Right. Um, like, her character is also very, very flawed. And you, you sympathize more because he's so awful. So but you awful. Kind of, But you do kind of keep coming back to, like, how did you end up here? Like, how did you pick him? Mm-hmm. Why, w- why is a, were you dreaming of a future with this character? 
Right. Um, so I think it's also in a certain way, like uh, examining, yeah, like the sitcom wives that don't get as much uh, attention in their shows, but it's still sort of like, you know, how did they end up here? <laughs> right, right. Well, it's, and, and they've, they've started to, I, I think you're right that they, they haven't, uh, that self-awareness is not fully uh, on display, at least yet. Yeah. Um, but but they do at least through the the supporting cast around uh, around her they do kind of like fill in that th- this is a world where people don't get out right so right. like like her her aunt who she works with is like oh yeah I'm living the dream I I go to work and like my I, I'm married and I have a job and that's enough and her neighbor is like yeah I go and I I work at the salon and I cut hair and I come home and I watch sports and that's that's it. That's like, like, I don't need to aspire for more. And, you know, some of that is obviously the, they're protecting themselves, right. On some level, uh, that they don't, they don't want to want more, um, because they don't want to be disappointed. Um, but you also, you're also seeing, especially with the, the neighbor, you're starting mm -hmm. to see shades of like, you know, there's more under the surface of that normalcy. Right. Um, so things aren't exactly what they seem. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, it's, it's, uh, some of it is that I, I know I just, I'm just kind of excited by the, the, the structure of it and the, the fact that, you know, it is a, it, it feels like the kind of structure that like a lot of, if you watch a lot of TV, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is so cool. Why has, why hasn't this been done before? Right. Um, but, um, and you know the multicam part of it is done very well, um, so it so yeah I, I mean I, I'm I'm kind of stumbling to find the right words. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes, but I think a lot of that has to do with the I'm not tired of like the formal structure yet. Yeah. Um, whereas I, uh, I find yeah. it yeah like I find it intellectually interesting. I don't know that I enjoy the show yet. Right. But right. I. I really, really like the concept and I'll stick yeah. with it to see where they take it. Yeah. Um, whereas physical, I mean, I'm, I do want to keep watching, but I'm a little bit less taken by it up to this point. I mean, I think, I think Rose Byrne is, is really good. I think that there's, it feels like there's something interesting under the surface, but I don't know that it's popped yet. Um, but but it doesn't have it doesn't have that hook even yet right like it doesn't have yeah something so narratively uh, novel that that I'm like oh okay well at least that'll keep me interested for now um, but yeah. I do want to I do want to give it another couple episodes at least I hope maybe they'll both kill their husbands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I really want him her to kill him, but I also oh, know that would be the end of the show. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it would, would but it would lead to other problems, so then it it becomes other a, murders. Maybe. Or like what like what happens like they could you could do the whole thing of like you have to, you have to replace the character on the sitcom, right? So then they they have to deal with that, whatever that yeah. however uh, that plays or out they, in or like it just transitions into a different genre entirely and it's like mm-hmm. the cold case. And so there are investigators like mm. trying to solve the murder, but right. she's the culprit. I don't know. 
I would be interested. Yeah. Yeah, the couple of reviews I've seen, like, headlines saying it's good, but I don't know how it will sustain itself. But I, I feel like it's got some room to move. Yeah. Um, and one thing that they did in, uh, in the second episode that I thought was really well designed um, was that the, they, they did a lot of work to kind of make it so that you got to the, the sitcom ending where everything is reset by the end of it. And like it, it was um, because it, in the second episode, it, it, the, the sitcom plot basically stems from uh, her husband is trying to buy or bought a Bill Belichick jersey. <laughs> Yeah. And and then it's she so steals good. it because she's she's upset at him and so in like her in an impulse of like I'll get back at him, she steals it. Uh and then he ends up in a minor war with the neighbors who we don't see it's off screen, <laughs> but they're like pranking each other basically. Until and so uh it seems like, you know, she's pulled one over on him, but then by the end of it, he's committed some light insurance fraud and in but like but you is using the money to buy a new Bill Belichick jersey. <laughs> Right. Um, and just just the way that it it turned into like a very like I thought it was very entertaining how it it uh it it highlights kind of you know it's a it's a cl- traditional sitcom plot of of you know uh, or it it uses a sitcom plot to to reset everything um the way that you know sitcoms do but in doing so it also reinforces just how trapped she is because yeah. it's like she did all this work in like, and she goes on her own journey, on her story, to try to escape and to be like, oh, maybe I could do this. And it, of course, it doesn't work out. But um, it just really reinforced that, like, oh no, this is how trapped she is, like in this loop. And uh, I know I thought that that was, uh, I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, it was well done. Yeah. And yeah, she is so stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything she tries fails. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a hard anyway. Match. It's it is, but uh, but anyway, that'll be I don't know how many episodes I have, but anyway, it's new on AMC or AMC Plus if you subscribe to that. I think you can get episodes early, mm-hmm. uh, which is an AMC Plus thing. Um, so cool. Yeah, the show premiered early, and then I think it would debut on the channel this week. Yeah, on the channel, it was this past. It was uh, Sunday. It was Sunday, Sunday right? Yeah. Yep. But there uh, are the third episode is already already available on AMC Plus. Oh. Hmm. So is it worth paying five dollars to be a week ahead? I believe it's eight dollars now. Eight dollars to be a week ahead. I guess you get Shutter. Well, also yeah. if you don't have cable, you still get AMC without a cable. Right, but uh, you, so cable is important for. Look at you need to. Watch Top Chef, Bravo. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's there are reasons to have cable, uh, but two shows that are not on cable, uh, and also we've looped together for reasons that Tori will explain because I haven't seen one of them. Uh, oh. Lupin and Loki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I decided to put them together because they both start with the letter L. Oh, okay. Um, no. Uh, what I liked about them is uh, we haven't talked about Lupin yet that much. Um, Dustin wrote a great review of the uh, part two that just launched on uh, on Netflix. But it is 
it's I mean it's it's about a gentleman thief it's based you know it's a French series starring Omar Sy um, and it's all it is very much a heist show mm-hmm. um, and I think that Loki was sort of sold to us as this this time heist show um, but it's bogged down with all the Marvel stuff you know kind of baggage it's it has to it may have a format that it's I don't know that thus far the exciting parts in Loki have not as much to do with the format as it does just the the pure um, plot reveals. Uh, so it's, you know, I don't know that the time heisty elements are the exciting bit. And it was just interesting because uh, that's kind of what I'm, I'm interested in watching with Loki. But then watching Lupin with a show which executes a, a heist flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, so well just so well there are so many i was trying to explain it i'm like I, there are sequences in lupin that have me on the edge of my seat and it's not like the one actually dustin i wanted to ask you if this one stood out to you but um the section where ben uh asan's friend uh mm-hmm. is being stalked by the killer um and so he gets the call and and it's it's basically uh asan being like okay so um, oh yeah yeah like somebody f- followed you to my place so you're also probably being followed the killer probably followed you um so where are you he's like i'm walking down the street he's like okay find a like go to a bus stop that he can't do anything to you at a bus stop and he's like all right so he's it's the whole time he's just on the phone with Asan, and this guy comes and sits next to him and so they're on the phone and he's like you know <laughs> Asan's asking like is he next to you yes can he hear you yes <laughs> like okay <laughs> get on the bus <laughs> like okay as soon as when the doors are about to shut jump off the bus so he you know in this it goes on for quite a while he's like guiding his friend on the phone out of an encounter where the guy is in frame with him like he's right there um and then as soon as he jumps off the bus, the guy is stuck and, and Asan shows up. He, he was there the whole time. Um, and it's just, it's, it's so exciting, but also like you're just so anxious and you're, you know, it's thrilling. And it's so many of the sequences in that show are like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like every step of the plan, you're just like enthralled and, and, and engaged. And it's um, such a lovely character too, that you just... It's, you root for him so hard. You root for Asan, and I love the friendship. That's the other thing. Like the, I love the friendship between him and Ben. You don't have uh, Ben never holds it against Asan that he, you know, puts his life in danger. <laughs> like a normal show would be like after a, uh, after an encounter like that, his friend would be like, "I'm done. Like you know, I'm not helping you anymore. Like you know, this isn't worth it to me. I've just had to walk out of my business, and somebody's trying to kill me." But Ben is like knew what he was getting into and was there for the whole ride. Like, So minor spoilers. Uh, I, I'm just curious. How long do you think that Claire was involved with his plan? I, I still don't think she was. Why do you think she was? Well, just because of the end. She seemed like she had been a part of it somehow. I don't think she was a part of it. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on how you read it. I think that she mostly, I don't, I, I think she felt bad. So his ex-wife or, or the mother of his child um, seems to have at one point during the season, uh, the season begins with his son having been kidnapped. And so the first two episodes are around like 
Asan trying to get his son back. Um, and when it all, although it does work out and the son is okay, um, when his wife, when he goes back to his mother's, his mother like is just distraught that this all happened. And so this is like the final straw where she seems to have lost trust with Asan. So when her son is coming back, like while Asan was still looking for her son, she went to the bad guy, the guy that's been, that framed Asan's father and has been, is essentially like sending out hitmen to kill Asan and, and kidnap his son. Um, she goes to him to try and strike a deal. And so she, she sells out Asan. And so when Asan comes with the son to drop him off, she tells him to run because these thugs are hiding, waiting for him. So she gives him that like moment to escape. Um, but she seems that for the rest of the series to be like very upset. Like, you know, she doesn't yes. want her son around him and all this stuff. Then that ending where they kind of reconcile to me, it wasn't that she was in on it. I think that she was just relieved that it was over. And that like, I think she, I don't think she fully understood how, the impact of her action when she went to Pellegrini. Mm -hmm. And I think like when she had to talk to the cops and they were like, so who was stand, who was waiting outside your building? Like who were those people? Um, I think that's when she realized just how much she, how much danger mm -hmm. she put him in. So I, to me, it was just mostly like, I don't think she ever wanted him. She didn't really want to sell him out. She just was right. trying to protect her son. I don't think she was fully in on it. Well, she just seemed so bummed that he was leaving when that's all she wanted up until then. That's true. Yeah, so maybe I'm, I'm reading it wrong. I don't know. Because I think it was right. more the cathartic, like, you know, he. it should be the moment where, like, the thing that kept him from the family was that he was pursuing Pellegrini. And it's over. So I'm sure in her mind, it's kind of like, well you know, you got the outcome you wanted. He's arrested. Like your, you know, your family has been vindicated. Like this should be over. So I'm sure it's a little bit of a letdown because like the danger has passed. He should, to her mind, he should be able to be a part of their lives. But that would be a bummer because then the series would end. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that would be very sad. Um, and then in the end, he walks through a door into another time. Oh, my God. But right. So I'm just like, and I'm not trying to crap on Loki. I actually right. I am enjoying the show. But like none of the suspenseful bits have to do with the manipulations of time or with right. the cases or anything like that. It's still kind of stuck in that feedback loop of I don't think they've done much. And it's only been two episodes, but I don't think they've done as much with the format to make it interesting. Mm -hmm. um, it's still like a lot of the sort of it's still relying on the the, the big reveals the like Marvel things um, right so like the end of the, the second episode uh, they finally you know Loki comes face to face with the variant that he thinks is supposed to be a version of himself and it is a a woman who I mean right now there's a chance that she could be a different Marvel character mm -hmm. um the enchantress it could be a version of the enchantress uh that was actually like a human who went by a different name um there's a lot of like theories around that because i think in one in the credits somewhere this was like an internet rumor rabbit hole that i just kind of was like i don't know i'll find out when i find <laughs> out with the show but like apparently she was credited by a name that also has significance 
Oh, um, right. In the comics. But, or, or it is a female version of Loki, which is something mm. that happens in the comics. So it was like a reveal that wasn't quite a reveal. Because <laughs> we still don't really know what's going on. Right. Um, and then she takes off and then he, he goes, he follows her through the time door. And the, the time variants, the TVA agents rush up afterwards. So it's like, we, we thought this would be a show where he would be going on these investigations with them. And now he's on the run from them while chasing her. Right. Um, which is not a problem. I mean, it's, yeah, they're just still setting up what the show is going to be. I just don't. Right. But it's, it's, it's very, it feels very much in like a, um, now the show is about to start. Yeah. And uh, it's after two hours, after two hours and it's a six hour show. Right. So. And, and I mean, another, another bummer is that because so much of the, the fun of the early episodes has been, um, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson, uh, now they're going to be separated. It seems yeah. like so. Although I keep thinking, and now this is might just me, might just be me being very like uh, wishful. Mm-hmm. But so they had the whole thing about how Owen Wilson really likes jet skis, mm-hmm. and that made me think about like aquatic extreme sports, which made me naturally think of. Um, point break and Owen Wilson kind of has the right hair for it and I'm not saying Hiddleston is very like Keanu-ish but I do kind of think there could be a bit where um you know it's they're they're frenemies Mm -hmm. like they 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 want to be friends but they're they're kind of chasing each other they're pursuing you know it's a bit of a cat and a mouse right um and if it ends up on jet skis I will be fine with that so I'm I'm hoping the show is going to turn into Point Break. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that counts as speculation. It's a little thing for me, but just the difference between, you know, the other Marvel shows were like 32 to 37 minutes and this one's like 50 to 55. It's just the pacing feels slower. Well, Falcon and Winter Soldier was pretty long. Yeah. How was it? I mean, those were like 50 minute episodes, I feel yeah. like. Well, maybe that one just move faster this one feels a little slow i feel like it's the opposite i thought oh man falcon winter soldier dragged for me um this one i find more in it's long but it it moves okay mm-hmm. i don't know yeah I, I do i do keep coming back to the fact that i'm like we still don't know what show we're watching right and we're almost halfway through it um and i don't mind it i hope it all pays off but i kind of feel like the first episode was so, was all set up, and this one was all okay. We're gonna take what you what we've established, and we're gonna just throw it on its head. So I'm like, then why did you take the time establishing it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I still think it could go somewhere really cool. I just don't know where that is, and I don't know that they've done that much with the potential of jumping through time and and right. Nothing has gripped me, and I feel like the only. There, it's still relying on those kind of Marvel reveals as opposed to like excitement that is naturally generated from the format and the storytelling. Right. So. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so anyway, everyone should watch Lupin, but also keep watching Loki because it'll get spoiled on Twitter if you don't. Yeah. Um, it's funny because Lupin, the more you describe it, the more I'm like, oh, this is definitely a show that I want to watch. 
Oh, yeah, it's your kind of show. Yet, so good. Yet I have not watched it yet. No, but it's fine because you're going to save it for that rainy day when you're just like, I want something really good and new. And you'll go mm. in and just, it will just be your happy place. You'll go right through it. You will. It, oh. I, I have the, bad news for you about rain in, in Los Angeles and that it doesn't <laughs> happen. So. I don't know your sweltering day, your smoggy day. I don't know. What kind of days do you have in Los Angeles? Um, same day every day. No, sometimes it gets hotter. <laughs> and sometimes there's a, maybe like a fire day. So like, Oh, there you go. Yeah, Aww. it's all, it's all uh, overcast with uh, ash. So we just have to stay inside watch tv oh that got real and that's why doc hollywood stayed in grady <laughs> to avoid ash that's right we're Let's sorry los angeles i don't think anyone's sorry for los angeles i feel no, like people no. are just sort of like no that's that's what happens when you build in the desert yeah wow I don't want to judge. <laughs> I mean, okay, we don't living have, there didn't build it. That's true. But we don't have uh, bears. So, you know it's what? A trade-off. It's a trade off. It is a trade off. I'm not allowed to have bird feeders. Oh, because a bear will get because, into it? Yeah, bears get oh. into them, apparently. I mean, I have oh. like hummingbird feeders, and that's fine. Apparently, mm. they don't care about sugar. But, like, yeah, large collections of seeds. Hmm. Nope. Can't do it. I did not realize that, but I'm, I am glad that I realized it before I set up a bird feeder because I was about to. <laughs> then I read something online. I was like, "Oops." <laughs> oh well. Um, did we? We covered a lot of television. We did. We did. Have in did like we? a surprisingly uh, compact amount of time for us, anyway. So. Well, I mean, we we took the detour earlier, so we had to like focus once we got on track i guess so um can i say one thing sure about so when we were talking about how you can access things and like all the different streaming and and you were saying something about how like you know you need to keep cable cables important yes um so this was the one time so i'm still struggling with the fact that i, I cut cable and i i have plenty of subscription services <laughs> freaking i keep i had to watch uh rick and morty on youtube oh no but they, but it wasn't um, because it, they they happened to post the first episode for free there. Mm -hmm. Before I'm pretty sure on previous seasons, um, Rick and Morty would premiere on Adult Swim and then it would go on Hulu. Mm -hmm. But right oh, now, but they're not doing that right now. They're not doing that right now. It's only huh. the older season, so I don't know. You have to have a cable provider to log into like the Adult Swim app or whatever. Like you you there isn't. I don't. I don't know where I'm going to be able to watch the rest of Rick and Morty, which is not like the end of the world, but I'm sure Hulu will get, get it eventually, but it's a little annoying. That is annoying. And I didn't realize that they're not available elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so if anyone does know a play a way that me without having cable can watch Rick and Morty, please, I don't know. Tell, tell producer Seth to uh, tell who me. Who owns <laughs> Adult Swim? Uh, well, it's Cartoon Network. Mm -hmm. um, no, I know, but which, who's the who's the who's the who owns studio? Cartoon? I, I feel know. like Adult Swim is Warner. I think so because I Cause think it also Cartoon will Network? end up on 
like it's the same thing where I think it'll end up on HBO Max, but it hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you can't you can't do it uh, like you couldn't go to the adult, the Adult Swim website right now. Well, so I can because they I think they they allow they posted the first episode for free. That's oh, why it also it. ended up on YouTube. Got it. But I think that after my understanding is after that, no, you have to you have to log in. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So yeah, Turner owned Cartoon Network, which means it mm. should be Warner now. Yeah. Yeah, because the first four seasons are on HBO Max. Yeah, but it's the same thing with Hulu. Hmm. So anyway, that's a real <laughs> kick in the pants. Speaking this of is, time travel, <laughs> this is why this is why you need uh, everyone needs to go to their local Spectrum office. Spectrum, that's right. Say, I'd, I'd like Spectrum, please. One, one Spectrum. One, one unit of Spectrum. One Spectrum, please, for, for the t TVs, television. <laughs> I got a... I, 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 I have a... You are what? Oh, I was just saying, I am slightly bummed that I have to wait uh, until Top Chef comes out on Peacock. Is that where it's going to end up? I Is believe Peacock? so. I think so. Uh, but they, there's several other seasons of Top Chef, including oh, the last season on Peacock. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Because uh, let me tell you, it's been a really good season. <laughs> like, it's been a really good. It's it's been a really good season, and I'm enjoying it very much. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate that I have nobody to to talk to about it because <laughs> everyone else quit. Because everyone else quit cable. Um, but it is funny. It's the weirdest shows that are kind of the blind spots when you when you try to cut you know cut the cord. Right, because it's all the it's all like the second the secondary networks are the right. ones that are that are not um, that kind of fall through the gaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I didn't think that the thing that would thwart me would be something <laughs> like Top Yeah Top Chef or or Rick and Morty. Right. Um, or Alone. I like Alone, but I gotta wait. This season, one? Alone is that reality show where they like drop people off in the middle of nowhere, and then you just have to survive for as Which long as you can. Which one is that on? Uh, History or Discovery or something. Oh, just get Discovery Plus. Well, <laughs> it's just another one. They own they own HBO now, so or they will. So. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. Like. Uh, <laughs> The people, History Channel or whatever channel, they sent me a GoPro, Ooh. which is, right, which is how they do the filming, because there's no camera crew on Alone. Mm -hmm. They're, like, super alone. They just give them a GoPro and set up some cameras around their camp, and then they just tough it up and, as long as they can. But this season, they're grizzly bears. Ooh. Wait, so when you say they tough it out as long as they can, is there like a prize for the person who like sticks it out the longest or is it yes. just the winner is whoever manages to live in the wilderness the longest. So it's the outlast portion of, of Survivor. Yes. And they don't communicate with each other. Uh, they're in different parts and they don't even know when the other people have dropped out. Mm -hmm. But have they ever wandered to see if they could find another person? Like, is there anything keeping them separated other than, like, if they decided to just go on a long walk? Uh, I think they're separated by enough that that wouldn't happen. 
I don't know. Hmm. I walk. I can walk pretty far. Well, I know. <laughs> um, I'm inter. Okay. I like that, Tori. You're like I don't like people, but I would walk to find one person. I like no, I don't like people, and it's not that I would actually want to. But if somebody was telling me I couldn't, I would, I would just be the asshole who's like, I want to break the show's rules. Oh, okay. Like uh, you tell the show is called Alone. Fuck you. I'm gonna go find somebody. <laughs> it's a very compelling show because like these people are by themselves, and after a certain time, the isolation gets to them, and they right. get kind of plus the lack of food. Usually you win, the last person or the last few people get pulled as, because they're underweight and for health reasons they get pulled. And it's whoever can survive the longest without getting pulled. Hmm. Oh. I have heard that part of what makes it compelling is that point where they start to go loopy. Yeah, they get super weird. I bet I'd be fine. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of Mainers and Alaskans and... But what's also funny is, like, one season I watched, you had, like, this huge burly guy who's like, I'm going to fucking, you know, rock this. I'm going to be out here for, like, 100 days. I'm going to be amazing. And then, like, four hours later, he's like, I'm going home. I'm done. I miss my family. <laughs> you're like, what? What? So they do they give you tools or, like, what? You get to take 10 things, I believe. And then you're given a walkie. So whenever you want to... Um, you want to check out, you could just call in on the walkie and say, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But like, these people are amazing sometimes and they like build houses basically. Yeah. Yeah, I'd build a fort. Do they ever um, use the walkie to just like chat? No, no. <laughs> I would, I'm telling you, I would find, I would try to break the alone rule as much. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, what's up, guys? No, no, I'm fine. I just, you know, thought I'd check in, see how y'all are doing. Do they talk to themselves? All the time. Yes. It's probably encouraged. You're like in your your little tent in the middle of the night, and there's like a wolf roaming around your camp, and you're just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, what are the safety precautions on this? Like, That's the thing. There aren't mm -hmm. any. You're just like, fucked. This seems like what, a disaster waiting I know. to happen. Someone's yeah. going to get eaten. Why did you put this set it with grizzly bears? Somebody's going to die. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. Which is why I want to see it. Oh, my God. So you want to <laughs> see someone... No, of course not. ...get eaten. Because I've seen, I think, uh, a season where I've seen a bear or two. But not like grizzlies. Like, plenty of them. Right. Did you ever see that old Saturday Night Live sketch with Dan Aykroyd where he's like, he's, he's got like facial scars and he, he's talking to Jane Curtin about how like, um, it's like a public service announcement about how you're not supposed to put marshmallows in your mouth and try to feed them to grizzly bears. <laughs> I have not. Oh my God. <laughs> That's all I can think about as you're talking. I'm like, yeah, these people get so loopy. They're probably trying to feed the bears <laughs> marshmallows out of their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch that um, and uh, I'm the only one who can, who can because I have uh, Spectrum I have yeah. Spectrum check your privilege <laughs> everyone you and Josh Hartnett and Bear Mallings and... everyone has the same uh, opportunity to also subscribe to Spectrum <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they really need to start paying you money. Oh, that'd be great. Um, I'll talk talk them up, talk up all their all their fancy new shows. Um, although half of them are elsewhere now. Anyway, so except for Mad About You, Mad About You still only on Spectrum. Um, <laughs> Nobody else took it. I don't think so. Nobody else Which has is watched it. Weird, because you'd think that people want to see what happened to the Buckmans thirty years later. I was a, yeah, that's kind of what all these mm. shows assume <laughs> that people <laughs> want to see what happened. I love Paul Reiser. I hope he's doing well. Seems okay, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, all right. Well, I feel like we've done. Run the gamut. We've done what we set out to do. So Yes. We talked about television eventually. We talked about television. Um, we, uh, we, I, I got some new movies that I have to, well, old movies I have to watch, uh, <laughs> as well as uh, Lupin. How do you pronounce Lupin? Have I, I said that right? I don't think you should. Don't, don't <laughs> toy with us. <laughs> that, there's an entire Netflix ad that's just a guy trying to use his voice remote to turn on Lupin, and mm-hmm. he can't because he's not pronouncing it right. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and I was just like, I feel so seen. <laughs> uh, but we'll be back next week. Uh, more television because it never ends. Um, uh, Mythic Quest, I'm sure we'll talk about the season finale. Um, oh, I watched it. Oh, my God. Oh, this episode was so sad. Hmm. And good. Mm. Yeah. We anyway, didn't even yeah. talk about it. No, we didn't. We'll <laughs> talk about it next week. We'll next talk about week. it next week. But we, we all enjoyed it, I guess, clearly. Um uh yeah, that's that's all I got. You guys got anything else? Mm-mm. Nope. Good right. night. Oh, did good I, night. Did, uh, uh, Dustin didn't sing yet. Oh, that's oh, true. I'm sorry. Would you like to swing on a star? <laughs> Carry moon rings home in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that now works. we can now we can go. <laughs> We're done. Right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. <laughs>